the controversy of the national anthem continues to polarize America. Seton Hall Sports Bowl has such a lot of research on the subject as we welcome you to the Seton Hall Sports Bowl podcast. My name is Seth Everett. Rick Gentile is the director of the Seton Hall Sports Bowl, and it just seems like as the controversies go on, uh, that's always been what the Seton Hall Sports Bowl has been able to focus on. Well, you know, we we used to say years ago that, um, you know, people would say, what are we going to poll about next week? And I would say, I don't know, but somebody's bound to do something stupid between now and the poll. And they they usually came through. Um, And that's kind of still the case. You know, it's it's, in sports. There's always something going on, you know, some especially these days where where it's become, you know, part of the uh, national politics. But um yeah, we're, we seem to always have the, the ability to find a, a topic that everybody seems interested in. By a 47 to 42% margin, Americans believe that Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the National Football League, should have ordered the league's players to stand during the national anthem. By a wider margin, 55% to just 37, people said it was inappropriate for President Trump to request that people sign a petition saying that the players stand. Yeah. What do, we, know, what do we what do we make of all this? Well, the first part, the Goodell part, um, is it's virtually even with the margin of error. Um, you know, look, we we could predict that America is split on this issue, right? I mean, it's just it's the way it is that whether players should stand or not is one of those issues that that it splits America. Um, the second question, the question about is it appropriate for President Trump to to ask people to sign a petition uh, to inject himself into this into this issue, um, the the thing that that I find amusing is that the fifty five to thirty seven say it's inappropriate for him to get involved. The thirty seven is exactly his base. When you see all these polls, you know his approval ratings are always hovering around thirty seven, thirty eight percent. So that base, no matter what the issue is, no matter what the question is, they're supporting President Trump. You know that's. If he says jump, we say how high. And, um, you know, it's just yet another poll showing that. Let's go a little bit inside the numbers here on the uh, issue of President Trump, who asked people to sign a petition saying that they support standing for the national anthem in response to the NFL not insisting its players do so. Do you think it's appropriate for the president to make such a request? The interesting part about all this, and we told you the numbers were 55 to 37, but we, you, you look at the reaction to what people are saying uh, with regard to this, and I'll give credit where credit is due. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about what was the player's endgame from this. And it, it seems that all they wanted was an audience not with President Trump, but with the the owners, the owners, that's correct. That this was just that this was just a negotiating ploy, and it just kind of slaps the face of the social justice. And I'm not sure that's how it started, but that's certainly where it's at. Well, now. I don't I don't know that that the the asking for an audience with the owners or the the desire for an audience, I I don't think that's that that's a negotiation. They weren't looking to get salary increases. They were looking to have more. The, the the league get involved more with social causes, so I, I don't see it as a you know a slap in the face. I think you know I, that wasn't Kaepernick's um, end game when he when he started this last year. I, I think they wanted an audience with the owners because they wanted an audience. They wanted an opportunity to speak to the owners in a in a formal setting um, about 
social issues. That seems to be what happened at that meeting. What, what was it? Two weeks ago. Um, so, you know, look, this is, we, we could discuss this forever and we won't change anybody's mind and it's going to be 50, 50, <laughs> the public is going to half the public is going to say they should stand and the other half should say, it's okay what they're doing. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the end game is anymore. Uh, what about the idea that uh, Roger Goodell knows that if he ordered players to stand, he defeats the purpose of the dialogue. And you know, from what I understand is less people have knelt uh, for the national anthem since that meeting. And I think it's because he did not order. The yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. And I think, I think there was sort of, a, there's an article, um, was it in today's times? I can't remember. Um, it, it seems that there was um, sort of a gentleman's agreement to, you know, if you, if you don't order us and if you guys are, you know, again, pay more attention to social causes or whatever, um, you know, this, this can, can eventually go away. Um, and, and yes, it has, it has decreased for sure, as, as would be expected. You know, it's, you, you know, it, it, it was a, it grew a lot after Trump got involved the first after week one, I guess. Um, and now it's sort of calming down. Although every, now the now the owner of the Houston Texas throws another log on the fire, and here we go again. The other subject in football that came up during the course of the poll had to do with youth football and the declining numbers of enrollment in youth football and what that means for the future of the NCAA and the NFL. Uh, so there were some very interesting questions, and we'll get some very interesting results. Uh, first things first: if you were to allow your child to play football, at what age would you allow him to play? of the people polled said 7 to 11. 27% said ages 12 to 15. 9% said 16 plus. 20% said never. Yeah, to me, I'm I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and 6% had no opinion. Um, I just, to me, that screams... If you're going to let your kid play, it doesn't matter what age they start. That the yeah, the I age that, that they start is not the the factor. It's it's play or not play. That, that I that's think that's I think that's right. Twenty percent saying never is interesting. One out of five people not playing in America's most popular sport or not, not allowing their child to play, you know, to play football, is significant. Other the the rest of that, whatever seventy five percent that didn't say I don't know, are saying yeah, age seven's fine. I have no problem letting him play as soon as he wants to play. Um, you know, so it's, it's an interesting thing. It's, it's, it's basically it, either you think there's no way or you think, well, there's no problem. And the rest of the questions sort of bear out that no problem concept. Do you, have you done this question before? And do you never, never asked in this way, never asked about what age would you let, would you let your kids play? Uh, we've well, asked, the pre- President Obama several years ago had said um, he'd have to think long and hard about whether he'd let his son, pl- if he had a son, let him play football. And we asked right. how, how many people supported that. And quite a few did. You know, the 20 percent number is not is is not um, inconsistent with what we found before. You know, it's it, it, it's it's very interesting. He said, um, do you think youth football leagues through high school are taking adequate steps to improve the safety of the game. 49% said yes, 20% said uh, no, uh, and 29% said no opinion. I, 
I'm surprised that the no is is as low as it is. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's. Yeah, you're never satisfied with the steps, even well, if they even if they had fifty percent are almost fifty percent of the you know every other person is, thinks that that steps are being taken, and I think that's probably the case is that people that first of all safety has been improved. That's not to say it's safe, but they have gone. You know, they they are taking steps. You know, making certain kinds of tackling illegal or or penalty worthy. Uh, improving helmets, you know, concussion protocols, et cetera. Steps have been taken, even uh, even in the NFL, obviously, steps have been taken. Um, is it enough? I, obviously not, because football players are still suffering really severe injuries. I just, I find that, that number to be fascinating. Um, do you think football organizing groups should have medical personnel advise parents about the dangers of playing organized football before their child stands up to play? Uh, 82% yes. I, I, you know, just 11% said no. I, I couldn't make the, the argument for not at least having medical personnel well, who could advice. say no to that? You know, when I asked the question, I thought, this is one of those questions where, where how could you say no? I, I don't think they should advise. It doesn't even make sense that, you know. Why, why would uh, you not nevertheless, want the advice? Right. That said no. So what can I tell you? I would want the I would want the the uh, just the advice. I don't know. Do you think that that number grows if if we were to ask that question? I don't know. Uh, ask those three questions next year at this time. What's your thought on that? Well, I, I guess it depends on you know everything is is unfortunately I guess so so publicity driven. If a famous football player. And I don't want to wish this on anybody, so I won't even, you know, make hypotheticals. If a famous football player has, you know, has CTE or something, or or has some sort of, you know, uh, some sort of neurological disorder that becomes highly publicized, then yes, you know, I mean, that's just people need to see it in in print or hear about it on television or whatever to react. And I I think that's that'll that'll drive the number. Um, people are obviously more conscious of the of the danger, um, maybe a little too trusting that that you know the dangers are being mitigated by by technological Im- improvements. But um, I think there's a lot more awareness. Um, and and look, the twenty percent not letting their kids play. When would you ever see a number like that? I won't let my kid play football. Um, but I don't know what'll happen. I. I I hope that improvements continue to be made and I hope that these numbers come down and people say, Oh yeah, it's safe now. Do you think football, not in our lifetime, but do you think football eventually ceases? Does football ever become a niche niche sport or is it so much a part of the American culture that it's just, it's, I think the latter, I think it's now, you know, it's, it's look, it's so by so wide a margin of the most popular sport. Uh, national pastime or not it's it's by so far so wide a margin the most popular sport in america it's hard to believe having said that you know it is difficult like somebody told me recently about his his son plays for a local high school and he's an offensive lineman and he's you know he's getting looks from colleges at penn state's looking at him whatever and I'm as I'm talking to him, I'm thinking, geez, offensive lineman, he must get his head bashed every play. How can you stand it? But I didn't say that because I don't want to be holier than thou. You know, I'm a football fan, but um, I I find it scary. 
I find it scary. The Seton Hall Sports Poll is a presentation of the Sharkey Institute at the Stillman School of Business. It has been conducted through since 2006. The director of the Seton Hall Sports Poll is Rick Gentile. My name is Seth Everett. Rick, enjoy it. Uh, the great poll, and we'll see you next time. You got it. Thank you, Seth. For Rick Gentile, I'm Seth Everett. This is the Seton Hall Sports Poll Podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for downloading, and thank you for listening.